0: Why do people cheat? What is the causes of divorce? Should couples have joint finances? Who's more vain, men or women? Is bad sex a deal breaker? Polygamy versus monogamy, an all new podcast about the ins and the outs, the ups and the downs of love, lust, and relationships. This is a candid conversation that you definitely want to be a part of. This is just my two cents. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Just My Two Cents. I am your host Carel. There is no Kareem today, but I do have a special guest, my very online sister, Kyle. Hello. Say hi, Kyle. Hi guys. <laughs> um, and today we are talking about red flags in relationships, friendships, dating, whatever. You know, so before we get started in our conversation today, I do want to say that uh, We Choose to Love takes Vegas 2020 in September. For those of you who are interested in joining us, space is limited, but um, I want to do a giveaway. So cross your fingers that we can go to Vegas, first of all, and secondly, if you have attended previous retreats from 2015 through 2019 and you can produce a gift that you receive you can win $25 per gift towards your balance so obviously first you have to pay your deposit so we can ensure that you are going secondly you have to follow just my two cents on Instagram which is just my underscore two cents and then send a picture to on the instagram page for each gift that you have received and for each gift we will deduct 25 dollars off of your balance so that is up to what maybe a hundred that you could receive i think so make sure you are following just my two cents we also have another another giveaway in the bag so You got to be following Just My Two Cents to be privy to these giveaways. So I did come up with a list of red flags in both relationships and and friendships that we can discuss.
1: Goodie, goodie.
0: One one red flag is a partner who regularly gets angry easily and flares up like at the drop of a dime. Mm I agree. I feel like you got to walk on eggshells with people like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I also started to uh, recognize that a lot of that is a, a deflection of something mm-hmm. that they're with. that they're either ashamed to talk about or they just feel like threatened within some sort of way in your relationship. Like somebody who snaps at the drop of a dime or like overreacts over something like it's not even a big deal. It just makes me feel like there's something that you're you're overcompensating for. There's a reason why you're doing that, and it's, it's not because of me.
0: <laughs> right. You're definitely um, emotionally unstable, and that's not safe. Not safe. Not even a little bit. Especially if you
1: have, like, children and stuff like that. Yeah. It almost reminds me of, like, grown people who never grew out of temper tantrums. Like that's exactly what it is, <laughs> you know. Like that kid, they'd be like, "Oh my God, I can't believe!" Like,
0: whoa, <laughs> exactly what that is, though. What about um a partner who is always right? They always have to prove their point. Always has to have the last word, um and it's like the winner. So to speak, in disagreements and arguments.
1: Um, I totally so <laughs> I had an I had an ex-boyfriend that um had to always prove that he was right. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was just like, I don't know what parent or guardian made you feel like you were stupid, but I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like you don't have to prove you're right to me when you're wrong
0: <laughs> now, in a situation like that, when he was wrong or or when you did prove to him, I mean not that it's an eye for an eye, but look, bro, you wrong, like will he apologize? will he admit he was wrong?
1: No, you know, you know what he would do, he would just come into the room or he would like talk to me the next day, like nothing ever happened, mhm, or it would be like the the apology that's not the apology, it's like. Hey, I'm about to go out and get something. You want something
0: to eat? Uh Uh-huh. What about, and I think this is a big one when you think about longevity in a relationship, a partner who cannot hold a job.
1: Now, that's, there's levels to that. I think like you really do need to break that down. There are levels to that. And I would say my in my youth when I say youth I'm saying that very fluidly based off of like I'm not in my 20s right but in my 20s um I was like really ambitious like as far as like I always had a job and if I didn't have one job I had like three jobs and so I didn't really have tolerance for someone who couldn't keep a job because for me it was like it was nothing it was like okay so I can go to a I can go and work at New York and company and work for a magazine company at night and then do like an internship, like, you know, whatever it is, cool. just, you know, but I also feel like a lot of that was to keep me busy because if I was idle, I knew that I, I was not very, uh, I was very destructive.
0: <laughs> if I, I had more than one job at a time. I used to work at Brinks, um, counting money. And then I worked at Target as well. I did that but maybe almost a year working um, both jobs, but I'm talking about somebody who can't keep one job in like the span of a year.
1: But that's what I'm saying, right? So when I was younger, I had a lot of jobs. I didn't have tolerance for someone who couldn't keep a job, and honestly, I felt like there was no reason why you couldn't have a job or you couldn't keep a job, but as I got older, I started to understand that, you know, you do get in the situations where it's like, I don't want just any job. And then it's like, you get in there and then you're not happy, you're, you know, everybody has like their own different way of interacting. And in in our case, it's like, I'll just like, you know, grit my teeth and bear it, I'll just suck it up, do what I gotta do, and then I'll move on. But then move on will be like three years from now, or five years from now, you're stuck in a job for 10 years. And there are just some people that it clicks to them. It's like, I don't want to be stuck here for two weeks, let alone have months go by or a year go by and I'm in a job that I hate. Right. So I have to like understand that. Now, what I will say is that, again, I talk about levels. So the other thing is to have that conversation too. It's like, you know, what is it about you not being able to keep or stay at a job? Because keep a job and staying at a job is kind of different. Like if you're getting fired every two weeks, right? turn around and that's a different conversation that we need to have but if you're getting jobs and then you're leaving them uh, for another one or you're leaving them because you're if not my
0: manager put me on the shift I ain't want, so I had to go. It's
1: a little different but we still need to talk about like you know commitment right there's a right. There's an issue with commitment and we need to talk about what does that look like especially if we're going to be in a relationship I mean or a friendship right like some friends are like that like I, I've had a couple of friends I had a couple of friends that just did not stay at one job. It's like the people who change their phone number. Mm-hmm. Every time you turn around, it's like, who's, you got another number? Right. And what happens with it. It's like, yeah, because like this happens, so I had to change the number. It was like, it was crazy. Don't worry about it. Here's my new number. <laughs> and it's like two months later, it's another number. Like now it's starting to look like something's unstable. Right. <laughs> so,
0: about, oh, you could lock this one in now no no i can't yeah i definitely know people who are like that
1: and so it's kind of the same
0: in a way it's kind of if it's a friend it doesn't impact you as much as your significant other would it
1: depends on your level of friendship
0: if i mean i don't really think so because as a friend it might affect us going on vacation and stuff like that. But as my significant other, if we live together, like well, everything different. is on me. You
1: know, that's a different thing. So like going back to levels, me having, you know, we're talking, you know what I'm saying? Like we're just dating, right. not keeping a job or like you keep changing your number or whatever. That tells me a red flag right there as far as like commitment you have a problem with commitment because then I understand how to place you in my life. when it comes to relationships, like we could continue to still talk, but maybe I won't take you as seriously. Right. Um, if it's a friend, it's the same thing to me. Honestly, I don't take you as seriously as a friend because if I need, yeah, like think about it, like think about, you know, a situation where you are really going through it and you want to talk to your friend and you hit them up, and the phone don't work. (laughs) Like, the phone don't work, or you text them, and the green bubble come back, something disconnected, and you're just like, dang, what happened? And then you're stressed. Me, as a friend, I get stressed very easily. I'm like, I worry about everybody. I'm like, everybody's mom. So I'm like, what's going on? What happened? Are you okay? And it's just like, oh, man, yeah. Here's my new number. You can lock this in now. No. No. I'll catch
0: you when I catch you. So sidebar, do you got something against green bubbles? I mean, I already... All right, so what about a partner who makes everything about them? That's kind of like selfish, right?
1: Yeah, that's definitely selfish. And I think like that is an immediate red flag for me. It's just... not, Not everything's about... Like, I would say... I, I can see a difference between you being like the only child. So you have to kind of learn how to care for others. Like, you know, and I, and I've seen that That's a thing. Um, the difference between that and just being completely self-absorbed, like no awareness of anyone else. Um, and I think if it wasn't me and you, it was somebody else, but I was talking about, like with the Insecure episodes, like with the characters, like Molly. Like Molly is very egocentric. Everything has to be about Molly's interpretation and Molly's world. And Molly's like, you know, what she puts in, um, what is she getting out of that? Because she put it in and like, you know, all that that's very egocentric. And it's not to say that you don't have uh, love or appreciation for other people, but it's in the realms of what boundaries you set. And not necessarily how you just take people for who they are. Those are egocentric people. I can't. I don't. I don't really give to damn with people like that because <laughs> it's not always about you, right? Like, not everybody's reaction to certain things that are happening is a- about you. Like sometimes it is just it's about them,
0: <laughs> and it's okay. You see this Sunday's episode, who child, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What you think is going on? I think Issa is gonna give in and call Molly or they're gonna run into each other. But I think Issa is gonna break the silence though.
1: I think we already showed that she she's at a place right now where she doesn't want to, right? Mm-hmm. She's made that very clear. She's always the one that goes back to apologize or right. You know, and and you're right. Is she, you know, if you go from season one, it's absolutely the truth. Um, even the first time they broke up in their friendship, Issa was the one to reach back out. Um, but I will have to say, I think it's either going to be a run-in with between mutual friends that make them talk. Like someone's going to either make them talk um, or we'll just see like what it looks like with them moving on as acquaintances. Like there's always that break in certain friendships where it's like we were best friends. We're cool. I think
0: it could be the boyfriends. I think it could be Andrew and, um, what's his name, Nate? Nathan? Yeah. That's a very possible... Uh,
1: yeah, it could be them. Um, And then they're just kind of acquaintances through the friends at that point.
0: Of yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, we got two episodes left in this season?
1: Yeah. Something
0: like that. So, back to these red flags... What about a partner who wants to control your every move and action? That's a that's dangerous. That is dangerous,
1: and I would urge anybody who's in a situation like that to get out immediately. It's not cute. It's not a reflection of how much they care. That is possession, and you're not a you're not a, a you're not property.
0: <laughs> I definitely watch Fatal Attraction daily, and there'd be a lot of that going on. That's that's definitely um a red I mean a red flag in the beginning
1: five red flags for one like if you were playing grand theft auto it's you hitting a prostitute like you got all five right there (laughs) like you just that it's it's there let it go leave them alone it's not cute and I've seen a lot of people do that like a lot of specifically like people who I consider friends that I try to urge that you know it it's a very dangerous uh thing to be a part of to have someone who wants to control your every move it's not cute
0: i don't know if i've been close to anybody in that situation now i've never experienced that either
1: and if you think about it because you know i work in like entertainment and media and you know, i'm very big on um programming mm-hmm. and what you're seeing right now, specifically in our music, as well as like the things that we're seeing in pop culture and cultural references, you see a lot of it. like it's a lot of young domestic violence. Yeah. yeah I mean, it wasn't like it's anything new, like we've seen it before, but I mean this is like trippy to see like people who aren't even hitting 25 yet and they're in domestic disputes or there's like music
0: is more of it, or do you think it's more public? I think it's more public.
1: I think it's more public and I think it's more acceptable. And I'm saying that kind of because like, it's just freely talked about, like in a way where it's like, you know, I bust, I bust your windows and I'm coming to see you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my God, my man, he loved me. Like, you know, it's <laughs> like, like, that is not it since like right. the, the 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 little young rapper I sound like so my mom that little young rapper that was talking about uh um Floyd Mayweather's daughter like and was like um, oh, that was a mess and I said this is not okay it's not okay
0: I don't remember uh what his name is but that's the same guy first of all you can't go by anything he said because that's the same guy who I think got somebody to give his his son and his nephew Felicia, like from a grown woman. From a grown woman. What is his name? I don't know. Bootsy. I think. No, that's a different one. You're talking about Boosie, but that's a different one. I don't know. I I can't keep up. I know our <laughs> <my> whole <laughs> we all. <laughs> so what about a partner who has strained relationships with their family members?
1: tough i mean a lot of things happen people are full human beings and have full lives before they meet you you don't know what those situations are and why um and it is up to you as a as a partner potential friend partner whatever it is uh to figure out whether or not that's something you want to experience because we experience one another right like we're not like i encounter you know, friendships and counter relationships and I experience those things. And I it's up to me to decide whether or not I want to explore that more. Like right. do I understand why you don't talk to your sister or your friends or like, you know, from your past or your parents or your aunts or uncles or whatever. Like it's everybody's situation is different.
0: And it may not necessarily be so big that um it causes friction between you two it may just be look i'm trying to break these generational curses and it's best for me to love them from a distance i love some of my relatives from a distance so i can understand that now
1: if it gets to a point where let's say y'all want to get married like if it's like a relationship relationship y'all want to get married and then it's like all right well you know who we inviting from your side of the family you don't talk talk nobody
0: well i think Everybody got family that they don't invite to their wedding.
1: Yeah, but like, let's say if it's like your mom and dad.
0: Well, that's on you, my brother.
1: <laughs> Siblings, right? Like, I always think about you know old school people, like my dad, like my parents, or like you know the people within that generation, like the Steve Harveys and all that, and they talk about like these situations where their wives push them to like get closer to their families and get closer to relatives that they were like, I'm trying to escape them and I don't think you understand. Right. (laughs) And they're like, no, like you're gonna regret it. And like they have these great stories about how it works out, like, you know, it's still a mess, but they're just like, you know, it works out in the fact that, you know, at least they get an opportunity to say like, hey, look, we reconnected, we're not close. Right connected and like i don't know i i'm always on the fence about stuff like that because i'm like i get it but i don't know if i would actually say to someone you're going to regret not being around toxicity
0: (laughs) so I, i understand it because i used to tell some of my friends that i grew up with who um Had daddy issues, father abandoned him, was a deadbeat, or whatever, like that. Like, I understand he may not be doing what he's supposed to be doing, but that's the only one you got. And I know losing my father at 13 was like really, really hard. So, I would tell you in a heartbeat don't rule your parents out because you don't get another set, you know what I mean? And it's not necessarily to say you should. Always be there no matter what, no matter what they do, just continue to let them hurt you, but don't give up on them at the same time. But that don't mean you gotta invite them to your wedding either. So I don't know. I'm I'm kinda on the fence about that one.
1: Cool. No. no I mean to your point, right? It's not a red flag to me. It's more of a right. like we might need to talk through it to see why that's a thing, especially if I'm close to my family. I'm very close to mine. Right. So I mean and, and I would say it's not as important I think for me from a friendship perspective than it is like an actual relationship with someone who I want to spend the rest of my life with. But mm. uh, like even with friends who don't talk about their family or like their like where they come from I at least got asked a couple questions cuz I want to make sure you're not like, you know, on the run. Like you know what I'm saying, you're not like a serial killer on the run or something like that. <laughs> You you out here doing something, and then I'm friends with you, and then the cops show up in my house. Or, like, they disowned you. Yeah. I, I just want to know. Like, is it is it something like that so I can understand how much of a closeness or farness
0: <laughs> What about a partner who is insecure or jealous? Insecure about what? Just in general,
1: or about other males in my life.
0: I that for. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say somebody who was in- insecure about yeah, other friends of the opposite sex.
1: We gotta talk about that.
0: Like we have to talk about why yeah, has to be that bad because you can help them to feel more secure about their position in your life, you know?
1: I'm, I think we just have to talk about that. And I think it's one of those things where we would have to make, we would have to set boundaries with each other, right? Like, I have to understand why that's a thing for you, you know? And nine times out of ten, it's because they've been cheated on. It's because they, you know, trusted someone, somebody's daughter, who told them that, oh, this is my brother, this is my cousin, and they was messing with them the whole time. (laughs) Like, so so I get that and you know I'm a big proponent of like adopting everybody into my family so I know that that's a trigger. Mm-hmm. Like especially for men like they're like oh what you mean that's your brother. Right. No mm-hmm. oh, seriously like that's somebody <laughs> that I grew up with. <laughs> like, we don't know.
0: <laughs> so I can get that. You say what? I can get that
1: if they're insecure. We just have to have that conversation about it.
0: What about somebody who is materialistic? I don't think that's an issue so much because if your love language is gifts, i say that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and y'all are both on one accord with that, and y'all got it, or y'all choose to spend it, then that's on y'all.
1: Now, materialism, with the understanding that, or with the um, heightened Point of view of that gives you a certain status, that's different for me. Because I've seen that tear a lot of relationships apart. Like, you know, your materialism, um, you know, threatens our livelihood. Like, it threatens our, you know, finances or it threatens our, you know, the way that we, we are romantic with each other because you're so stuck on the material possession and not necessarily about the advancement of our relationship, or the advancement of our, you know, legacy. Mm-hmm. That's a little different. Materialism in itself, like you said, is love language, right? Right. I don't know. I mean, for you, would you say, like, do you have anybody in your life, maybe not, I don't know if it's Gerald or not, but anybody else in your life who's like very materialistic that you're just like, absolutely not. I don't talk to them. No,
0: no. I mean, because if it doesn't affect my household, it really doesn't matter to me as much. So my aunt could be materialistic. All she want what's going on over there in her household ain't affecting nothing over here. So it's okay. Now, if it comes to the point where my aunt, she wants to go to Italy or something, and it's going to run to us a pretty penny for all of the stuff that she's trying to do. Nah, auntie, you're going to have to leave me here. I, I can't do it. So I could see how it could affect in a relationship, but for the most part, not here.
1: But like, if your aunt was like, "I want to go to Italy, and I already bought your ticket." Well, then we go. <laughs> right. But if it's like, "I'm going to, we're going to Italy, and I bought your ticket. I expect you to pay me back." That's a little different, right? That's a completely different thing. Yeah, but it's like with the condition of something else. It's like a constant one-up.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I can't do those. What about a partner who is a conflict, addict, or lover? Somebody who always nitpicking, wants to argue. That's petty. Don't disturb disturb
1: my peace. Do not disturb my peace. I've worked so hard (laughs) to get to where I'm at. Um, Nah. (laughs) If anybody knew Kyle from before... Shout-outs to, to Jesus. And won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> because my anger is absolutely unnecessary. Don't disturb my peace.
0: And the last red flag in a relationship, but I guess some of these apply to friendships as well, like we discussed, but a partner who lacks communication.
1: Yeah, I... I don't know if that's a red flag as more of it's a, maybe that's a yellow flag. It's not a red one for me because it took me a long time to be able to communicate properly. Um, And I think that just took time for me to surround myself with people who were open about how they communicate.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have to go ask um, what kind of, am I a bad, well, I kind of already know the answer, ain't no point in asking that. But for me, I feel like I can talk to my husband about things, but I can't talk to him about everything, especially if me and him is going through something and I would like advice or, you know, just event or whatever. But I can't always communicate well with other people because I have a, a wall up, you know what I mean? And I feel like now, if I give you this information about me, what exactly are you going to do with it? Okay. You know what I mean? You're
1: automatically assuming that someone will take that to hurt you.
0: I, I do believe, yes. Or or not even intentionally hurt me, but it's taken a lot for me to get this out. You know what I mean? To even say it to you. So for you to go in to repeat it to somebody else, it's really that will boil my blood, not that you did it in a malicious way, but I don't want everybody to know what's going on, or I would have put it on Facebook, as some people do, you know what I mean, so, hmm.
1: yeah, I think um, that's a really good point, right. actually a part of the communication, right, so that's part of when you communicate, I remember early on in a friendship that I had, well, that I have, because we're still friends, I shouldn't say had, but early on in our early Adoption of our friendship, um, mm-hmm. that was something that she had expressed to me because I was such an open book about my life. And a lot of that, you know, I was able to tell her like uh, later on, actually this year, I told her the, the way that we both communicate, um, I think is what makes our friends, or our friendship so strong, right? Because we learn from each other on how we communicate and being able to preface those things by saying, here's why I'm about to say this to you, or here's why I want to say this to you, but I'm also hesitant about it. Like, and and being honest about how I'm feeling on top of expressing whatever it is I'm expressing to you. Um, Because she had even said to me early on that, you know, she was hurt by something that I didn't think anything was up, like, you know, anything was a big deal. It was just like, something like, oh, uh, I'm gonna just say her name is like Janice. Like, you know, oh, Janice went and got, like, you know, this dog, but then she didn't like it, so she gave it away to, like, her neighbor. Like, you know, just something like that, that was, like, not anything that was a big deal. But she was just like, why did you feel like you needed to tell somebody? And I was just like, oh, well, it was triggered by, like, you know, we were having this conversation. So I just said, yeah, like, you, you did that, so it's not a big deal. And she was like, well, I don't want everybody to know that I did
0: that. And I think, too, it comes with... Um, people's upbringing mm-hmm. I, I can't recall ever really having like a problem um, communicating with my mom or my dad but I lost my dad when he was 13 but I mean when I was 13 Lord have mercy when um, when I met Gerald he was very private
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and even still to this day I guess out outsiders looking in you would never know what's going on with myself or with Gerald because we don't express a whole lot you know what I mean I think we are both cool people but it takes a lot to get to know us you know what I mean
1: yeah
0: but he was definitely private not secretive or borderline secretive maybe but he was private
1: private and I think that that's also a difference like how you communicate is also how you would be able to interpret what somebody is right so like there is a difference between being a private person and being a secretive person. There's a completely different, you know, set of rules that come with that. Um and obviously it comes with trust, right? Like that's that's a trust factor. Um for me, like I said, I'm an open book, but that's just because that was also a defense make- mechanism for myself. It was like uh what I started to deem the MM effect, right? I'm gonna tell you everything about me because then there's nothing for you to say. Right about me that nobody else know doesn't know. People know. Like so it does like you can't can't use anything against me. I also don't find it to be um that healthy. But at the same time I'm okay with just telling like if you have a question, I'll
0: hopefully So are them. you open with any and everybody or
1: I mean if I trust you, right? So if it's and when I say trust, I don't mean that in like you got to earn my trust. Like, I know people like that, right? It was like, you got to earn my trust. And I get that there's parts of your life that have helped to get to that point, like, you know, have gotten you to that point. For me, it's just more so like, do I vibe with you? Do we seem like we have the same, you know, same kind of interest, same... I mean, for the most part, I am pretty much open about anything. <laughs> Cause it's part of my story. Like, you know, it's part of my story. It's part of what my makeup is. And, you know, if I was to die today, would you be able to tell anybody about me? And I think that also kind of like the mindset that I go with is like, uh, you know, if I was to, if I was to die today and you met me, would you be able to say anything about me um, at my funeral? Like, would you be able to say anything? So like most of the people that you might talk to, and I've done this exercise at work. I don't know if you've ever done this at work but your coworkers where they're like, oh, describe your coworker in like three words, like, you know, or whatever. Most of my coworkers, they'll say the same thing and I don't hang out with them, but they will all say, Kyle's creative. Kyle is an artist. Kyle, like, you know, they'll say the same things. And so I think like creativity and like big themes like that, musical, Mm -hmm. I think I'm fun. charismatic, uh, likes to party, like, you know, whatever. Um, surprising, like people might say that word, like, you know, surprising because they there's something new that they always learn about me. The the thing that you probably won't know about me if you're not my friend is like maybe sexual stuff. And that's a completely different thing, but that's really personal.
0: <laughs> Super. I don't think you get more personal than it anything else yeah well I feel like that is like it really makes me think I don't know how many people will be able I mean people can say a whole lot of stuff about me <laughs> to, to be honest but how many people would be able to get up at my funeral and say share stories or say you know whatever the only thing I can think of um off the top of my head is a lot of people gonna say it's hard to read her or she's straightforward, it's no beating around the bush. And that stuff is true. It's a gift and a curse. But um I'm gonna have to pull Instagram and ask them um, if you had to say something about me, what would it be at my funeral?
1: Because I think like that's also like amazing, right? Because yeah it's a gift and a curse, but I think that that's amazing stuff like if if I had to get up, that is definitely something I was say it's like Corel holds no punches, she's hilarious, she's straightforward, but she holds no punches, so if you don't want to hear it, don't
0: ask <laughs> and I think that's amazing but like but I think even in doing that exercise um that'll give me the opportunity to do self-reflection. Like, is this how I want to be portrayed? You know what I mean? So, kudos to you, Kyle.
1: Thanks, girl. Hey, You're welcome, girl. <laughs>
0: Ooh, do you have any more red flags about relationships?
1: Um, I mean, we already talked about the physical thing. I am a big, I'm a loud person when it comes to like physical and emotional abuse. Like, I just don't. I don't play with that. Not even not even a yellow flag is cute, like no flags about emotional or physical abuse. And that's for both men and women. Like, I think a lot of times we don't hold our sisters accountable enough when it comes to even emotional abuse. They may not be physically abusive, but they're absolutely emotional. emotional abusers in there and we have to hold each other accountable with that so I mean just look out for those signs look out for manipulation look out for people who are very um, emotionally manipulative I think that you know those are sometimes hard to read because you're not sure if it's like do they care or are they just sensitive like you know and it's really an abuse tactic so you need to just be careful about stuff like that I just wanted to say that
0: Stay tuned
1: for part two. Well, that's it. That's our show for today. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to join a conversation about this week's episode. And subscribe to Just My Two Cents podcast to catch all new episodes. Wait, you mean to tell me it's over? I gotta wait the next week? Oh, man.